I'm Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Ruga. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. What are we talking hey. about today? Jessica Jones, season two. Ooh. Hell yeah. I was really looking forward to this one, and it's good. Oh my god, yeah. It paid off. It was worth it, yeah. I Netflix. feel like the big announcement before Netflix, this, this season two came out, was that like, hey, season two, every single episode is going to be directed by a woman. Oh, wait, yeah, no, yeah. I'm looking at it now, and I, yes, it is. Every episode of Jessica Jones season two has been directed by a woman. Ooh. Yeah. I'm here for that. I think that was totally, like, by the showrunner. She was like, nope, we're, yep, yep. It's mm-hmm. going to all be women. No men are directing this. Nope. That's so cool. Because yeah. there's a lot of really good direction choices in this epi- or in this season that I like enjoyed a lot. Basically, yeah, everyone knows it's on Netflix, and it came out March 8th, 2018. Yes. So almost a year ago for us when we were recording this. Oh my god, yeah. This. That's crazy. Mm. This was a good season. There was also a painful season. It was like, let's hurt Jessica more. Season two. You know... <laughs> I feel like every time Matt Murdock is on screen, you're always just like, give this poor boy a break. Mm-hmm. But every time I watch Jessica Jones, I also want to just be like, give this poor woman a break. I know. I This was another thing. I was kind and also, of sad. I, I refuse to call her a girl. Sorry. Oh, that's fair. Um, I won't be like, give this poor girl a break. No, give this poor woman a break. Um, I, uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, I was sad Matt died because I would have liked to see a bit of a crossover between because I thought those two well, we talked came about in. yeah but you know, we've talked about how those two characters have more in common so I would have liked to see a bit more of uh, Daredevil crossover because I think those characters would have gotten each other yeah but she thinks he's dead and he's yeah. hiding out in a church somewhere yeah no everyone thinks Matt's dead but even like you know Karen Karen and Trish or something um, I just would have liked to see a bit of a Daredevil crossover in this one because I thought yeah. those characters I thought they would have gotten each other yeah. yeah. So I said Matt was well, dead. Not that he could have helped. Yeah. So but this season, he maybe he w- could have helped. He would have helped, but I do think there were some important things that Jessica needed to do this, like on her own. She needed to go through some of this on her own. I didn't want the whole idea of like a man saving her, but she could have used a friend. That's the crux of all of the shows. It, it's like, except probably Iron Fist. I feel like you could put anyone in Iron Fist and I'd be happy because mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with just Danny you know I feel like that's the crux of a lot of Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage is that the second you start adding in the other characters or the other heroes it's no longer about like the hero that you're watching yeah that's fair it like it just becomes like about both of them Mm -hmm. and the way they incorporated Luke Cage in season one was really great because it still was not about him Mm -hmm. yeah like it was not about him in any way shape or form he was there because he was actually just important to the plot Mm-hmm. But it also, like, was clearly not a show about him, and he had his own issues to deal with outside of Jessica that mm-hmm. also had nothing to do with the show, you know? Right. So adding Daredevil to this would just be like, oh my god, Daredevil's in the show now! Like, Yeah, it would have just become a crossover, so. Yeah. It's for the better, but she needed a yeah. buddy who really got what she was going through, and I guess Matt is the closest one. Yeah, but so this season is mm-hmm. about... Jessica, well, Trish is investigating the, her, she is, so when Jessica got into the car accident with her parents and her brother, they all legally died. Actually, though, like, they all legally, like, they they were 
they were dead but um they don't know that yet so they're they realize that she had a missing 20 days from the accident to when she was like technically first admitted to the hospital mm-hmm. or like when she first got a bed or a yeah. room in the hospital yeah so trish was like what happened in those 20 days mm-hmm. and so the whole season is finding out what happened in those 20 days who is behind it and it was all um, this corporation called IGH. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're investigating IGH. And then it slowly becomes a, a story about Jess and her mom. Yeah, because obviously... Because her mom is alive. But mm-hmm. yeah, in those 20 days, Jess got her, gets her powers. And that's also the, the real motivation behind Trisha's story. It was just like... Jess, what happened to you? How did you get these superpowers? Because, like, how did you get these superpowers? So. Because I also want superpowers. Mm -hmm. God, Trish. I, I mean, I guess hats off to everyone who wrote the season because Trish's whole arc was so painful to watch. It was painful, but it made me like her less. Right? Which, that's its own kind of pain. I mean, okay, so... Okay, so in the comic books, Trish is is a superhero in her own right. She has powers and oh. she, like, is 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 hero. So, I looked that up in season one, and I have been waiting to figure out like when, or at least when it came out. I was mm. like, oh, like when is Trish gonna get her powers? Mm. And I originally thought she was gonna get her powers through the meds that she took that were Simpsons like the right. very first in the very first season like she was gonna get some sort of adverse side effect mm-hmm. or reaction that affected her through superhuman abilities mm-hmm. or when I don't know wasn't someone was like experimenting her at some point like the Kilgrave's dad oh something I don't remember mm-hmm. um, I think she got like injected with something Mm. So I thought, oh, like, there's going to be, like, some sort of lasting effect to that. Mm-hmm. And then this season you see, oh, that's not what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. that, like, that was my season one theory. And then you see season two where she goes through all of this research. She's been getting high on Simpson's inhaler drug. Yeah. His performance enhancer, inhaler. Mm-hmm. And... That was because she wanted to feel super, like have superpowers and meh, 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 meh. It also kicked and in her addiction. I think it's both. It things also, at yeah, once. was part of her addiction, which was really sad. Mm-hmm. Like that. So I feel like that part of the the story, like seeing her struggle with being addicted to the inhaler, mm-hmm. that wasn't the part that I didn't like about her. Like I wasn't like, oh no, because relapses happen. I don't care. Like that's like, yeah, those are kind of interesting storylines to me. Yeah. It's because also, people don't always show that. Yeah, it's also, I've started, a lot of this season went into the backstories of the characters, because season one was so focused on what happened with Kilgrave, but we saw a lot of the, just like, how she's had a terrible childhood as Patsy, how her mom has just been always awful, and stuff like that. Why does but, she still talk to her mom? I, I don't mean, understand. I don't know, but they go into a lot of, like, mother-daughter things, and questions and relationships in this one but um i was gonna say and oh why did what? her boyfriend not know to not ever like do anything involving her mom i they never mentioned it the whole thing with the because the her addiction to the inhaler triggers her you know her uh substance abuse uh anyway so it kind of starts getting into it like how much would she have gone this far would she have gone this deep if she did hadn't relapsed i mean she no so it doesn't 
I don't think that's the main she's point of the addicted, question. But she's not addicted to anything other than the inhaler. Like, she doesn't start taking other drugs. She's only taking the inhaler. Well, that's one. It's a whopper of a drug concoction yeah, in that inhaler. Yeah. But I, I think the effects of the inhaler are different than the effects of, like, whatever pills she used to pop when she was a pop star, when she was Patsy. Yeah. Um... So I think it's just like different. I feel like I feel like if she had relapsed on like ecstasy or whatever, mm. she definitely wouldn't be going through the same thing. She wouldn't be like, "Let's let me get superpowers," you know, mm-hmm. because the inhaler made her like overly aggressive and mm-hmm. really really driven. I mean, she's already a driven person, but you know, like it yeah. did that for yeah. her. I so I feel like it's literally because of the inhaler that she right. went so batshit crazy. Yeah, truly. Because, like, yeah, it altered her brain chemistry, and then she was in relapse. So it's, I I mean, yeah, it is always the underlying thing of she was always jealous of Jessica's powers, but I don't think she would have gone this far if she were, if she had been sober. But before all of that, I just want to talk about how terrible of a journalist she is. Yeah, she's pretty bad. Again, she's also, she's pretty selfish and biased. That's just a side. But then half, the later half of her, like, journalism and her investigative career was when she was high and or relapsing, so. Well, but even the part when she wasn't high, like, when she mm-hmm. was not high and she was having a very nice, pleasant relationship with that British journalist, mm-hmm. and I was very happy for them, and I was like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, like, <sighs> So her her boss at the radio station basically comes to her and is like, hey, listen, your viewership was really up when all that, like, earthquake stuff, basically, like, what was Mm -hmm. happening in the Defenders was happening, and that was a really good time for ratings, but now, like, things are kind of dropping. And Mm -hmm. she was like, I'm on this story, this IGH story, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, girl, if you want to be a serious journalist, you need to be able to handle multiple stories at once. (laughs) You can't just be like, you just can't be like, I'm going to get this story eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you need mm-hmm. to work on other stories as well as the one that you're working on long term. Like, if it takes mm-hmm. me a year to research a story and ultimately, like, make the article, publish it, whatever, sure. But maybe in the meantime, I'm also doing a little side hustle with mm-hmm. other articles. So yeah. maybe while she's doing this big IGH story, she could be, I don't know, looking up people in Harlem who are doing like good things and incorporating like Luke Cage into the show as a whole. But like, what? That's beside the point. Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. like finding local heroes who are doing things to make a difference mm-hmm. and like showcasing them. She also shouldn't be like screw lifestyle stuff that's all fake and it's bullshit and we shouldn't have to pay attention to this and i'm like all all major newspapers have a lifestyle section one of the new york times like most popular sections is their cooking section (laughs) yeah like you can't just do hard news all the time on your stupid little radio show Mm -hmm. like i'm so sorry you need to do more than just that because mm-hmm. you're gonna, you're you're not AM radio. Like she's mm-hmm. not on AM radio. She's a, like, it, I mean, maybe she is because it is like talk show. 
But she's not like a news, like if she wants to go into that direction, it has to happen slowly and like Mm -hmm. methodically. And she's just like, no, I've got this one big story about IGH because my sister is involved and I want to look look into it. And her boss is like, yeah, but you have no one to corroborate your story. Mm -hmm. You have no leads. You have no like facts. You can't. Like, you can't publish it because you don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, and your sister you can't won't go it. on the show, and just, which is fair. So then Trish really, yeah, she doesn't have anything for this story. But if she's so, like, gung-ho about reporting about the big issues, like sex trafficking mm-hmm. and drug abuse and all of that different stuff, then, oh my god, mm-hmm. do those stories mm-hmm. at the same time. Especially like, in New York City. That was the most frustrating thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I was harping on Karen for being a bad journalist, but, like, she's fine. She's good. She's she's really good at her job. Compared to Trish, also, I feel like it was not implied, but I feel like you can kind of tell that Karen was, like, in between seasons. She probably was, like, always on her beat and writing like mm-hmm. a good amount consistently yeah, but, yeah like yeah. when you when you see her in the punisher and in daredevil she's always like thrown out of whack because of whatever matt's <laughs> whatever stupid thing matt is doing or whatever yeah. stupid thing frank is doing yeah yeah so i i officially will take it back karen's a, aside from trash karen's a good journalist so then when you see the other like i'm gonna be a journalist character trish it is kind of like ah oh, that's not that's not how you do it <laughs> Yeah, and then her boyfriend is like, hey, like, calm down. I loved him because he was, like, supporting her and mm-hmm. being, like, really nice. And he seemed to, like, seriously get along with Jessica. Yeah. Um, was I was, like, man. really rooting for that. But seriously, from the beginning, you were like, ooh, what's wrong here? I know. I didn't trust him up until the end because, um, we. I mean, that's kind of how we're set up for it. Because um, we see him at one point. She leaves the room and he plugs a USB into her computer and starts typing. You're just like, I knew he was bad at... And then he does something else. Yeah. Oh, he gets a secret phone call. It's like, no, she doesn't know anything. And you're like, he's not good. And then you find out it was for a proposal. And it's so It sweet. was a marriage proposal, a very public marriage proposal. And it was very clear that they had never actually spoken about getting married before. Mm-hmm. Which I also started wondering if that, like, his her mom put him up to, like, started putting that idea in his head. But, like, up until she turned him down, I did not trust him. I was just like, no, he's too sweet. This can't be right. And then when she turned him down, I was like, oh, he was for real. <laughs> he was harmless. I know, harmless. he was totally for real. He was totally harmless. He was 100% good. But whenever when she was like, I didn't like want to marry him. I wanted to be him. And I was like, I, you could be if you actually were a journalist. I know. So, like, valid reason to, and to not get married. So, like, good for her for realizing this. But also, like... Even though she was high... Yeah, she was high and relapsed at that time when she turned him down. So, yeah, what? She, oh, yeah, she could have been a good journalist. I mean, like, if she just took that drive to do stories, like, she already had the platform. Like her boyfriend said, mm-hmm. you have the platform that every journalist wish, wishes they had. Mm-hmm. So why don't you do the smaller but also equally important stories? Yeah. Quick reminder, me and Lily are journalism graduates. That's why we get so angry. <laughs> we care about these things because we paid a lot of money to notice these things. I just don't I just don't understand like why nobody told her like you can work on this story 
mm-hmm. but you have to do other things if this is the angle like you want to take the show in mm-hmm. why did no one tell her like you can do more serious stories but do more <laughs> than just the one that we don't know if it's ever going to be like published or not honestly i do there's the daredevil crossover i would have enjoyed if trish would have reached out to karen of just like you're a news person blah blah, blah. i have a scoop blah, blah blah and then karen would be like do you have this this and this here's how you do this this and this Oh, God, you don't know what you're doing. Let's meet, and I can give you, like, journalism talk. And I was like, there we go. Even though Karen would be like, I like this story. I know. Can I have this story? You know, like, she would get equally involved, and then Karen would just be a character in the show. I'd be okay with that. I would, too. I like Karen, so it's fine. Yeah. But, um... Back to Jess. Moving on. Yeah, moving on from that. I'm so... That was, like, literally, like, 18 minutes of us just going, like, oh, my God. Trish is a terrible journalist. There's other reasons yeah. to be like, oh my god, Trish. I feel like that was like the beginning of rewatching this. I was like, this is the beginning of the end. And I'm so sad. Yeah. I'm I'm a huge sucker for the like, the one, like it doesn't have to be romantic, but like you're the one person, like I don't have anyone else, I only have you, blah, blah, blah. And so I really liked Trish and Jessica's relationship. I really liked their dynamic. And when I saw it was falling apart and it was going places that neither of them would, could come back from, and I was just like, no. <laughs> Yeah. You yeah. but neither of you have anybody else cuz Trish only has her awful mother and Jessica again, why does she still talk to her? You truly. Like every time her mouth opens, I want I I want to reach into the screen and punch her in the face. Mhm. I I just it frustrates me to no end. Yeah. So to get into it, Trish's story starts poking too many bears and IGH the people behind people start dying. People start dying. And no, and only Jessica can really stop it because there's one person who she finds out there's other supers running around that aren't the defenders, but they're coming out. One of them is the wizard. Can we please just really quickly talk about the wizard? Oh, that poor kid. He He was was like, like, he was a 30 year old grown adult man, but like that poor kid. But the fact that he was like, I'm really fast, but only when I'm scared. Right. And so you're like, BS, like you're not, no. Yeah. And then like he comes back and he really is actually fast. Like, Only when he's scared. I, I can't. <laughs> Only when he's scared. Yeah. And, and I also liked that he did that thing where he was like, with great power <laughs> comes great mental illness. He doesn't mm-hmm. say it. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't say the great responsibility. He says yeah. great mental illness. And it's true. Um, so, yeah, yeah, there's other people who came out of IGH, and they're now getting slowly killed off by one super, super powered person. So, Jessica is now out to find that per super powered person. And dun dun! Mm. Dun, dun, dun. It's her mom. Dun, dun. Which was tragic. <laughs> I felt so um, bad for Jessica. Because her mom had been yeah. through so much trauma. She'd been in a coma for five years after the accident. There's just but something it's one in... of those things. Yeah. It's one of those things where I get that you have a mental illness. Mm-hmm. And that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Both mentally and like literally physically with your brain. But um... Murder is not okay? Yeah. They did a lot of questioning about killing people, obviously, because her mom, Mm -hmm. uh, part of her superpowers is whenever she gets into a blind rage, she, like, mini hulks. Like, she just, like, tunnel visions and can't be stopped. Well, she's always she's always at that strength. Mm -hmm. It's just that because of everything happening with her brain, she has, like, psychotic episodes. Yeah. And in those episodes, she gets really violent. And there's a body count every time it happens. Pretty much every single time, yeah. Yeah, so, and Including. it sucks because Jessica's trying to reconcile 
this with her mom being alive after she thought her, everyone in her family had died and she wants she you can tell she wants to have her mom she wants to have a, her mother back but she's also like oh my god my mother's yeah, and the worst part of it violent. is like clearly jessica remembers her childhood in more of a picture perfect way because her entire family died mm-hmm. so young mm-hmm. like so clearly that's how she remembers it. Yeah. And then her, her mom comes in and is like, ha that was not our life. Our life sucked. Yeah. And she's like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, stop, like, stop ruining my childhood memories. Um, like, the only ones I have of, like, my father and my brother. And the fact, okay. So when Jessica, like, tells her mom, she's like, I mean, it's my fault that you guys got in the accident because I, would, you know, because dad took his eyes off the road to, like, yell yeah. at me and blah, blah, blah. And when her, when her mom goes, like, it was your father's fault and it was my fault because I should have been the one driving because I, because your dad had, like, a superiority complex and if he wasn't the one driving, then he thought that his, like, dick was small. Mm. And, like, first of all, why do you talk like that to your daughter? Second of all, like, wh- what? Like, what? <laughs> he took his eyes off the road for a split second. That's not enough to get, cause such an accident. Like, it's clearly the other driver's fault, you know? What actually happened? Because I know it was, he took I'm his eyes off the road. Sure. And the car just, like, surprise stopped in front of him? Or he didn't see the car was no, stopped in front I'm, of him? Didn't she say in uh, season one that it was a drunk driver? I don't think so, because in the flashback, I always thought it looked like they hit a dead stop car. I, I thought it was her did. dad didn't realize. Because I feel like if it was a dead stop car, the uh, the screaming would have started earlier, you know? No, I guess. Like, she, that's she, what she it looked like in like, the flashback. I don't know. I don't remember. But, like, I just think in general, like, that's such a stupid... Like, and Jessica was like, stop blaming dad for things. Like, yeah. she like, I just, I didn't like that her mom was basically going like hey your dad's a piece of shit he's dead but he sucks (laughs) i also didn't appreciate her mom throwing her little brother's ashes down the toilet that was rough oh i thought those were her fake ones no because the ones in the baggie were philip because her and malcolm have that whole scene of just like don't step on him oh Oh, that was heartbreaking i know that was heartbreaking i was sobbing during that that scene because like she's just on the ground surrounded by the ashes mm-hmm. malcolm just comes in like assesses the situation and then starts cleaning up the ashes like mm-hmm. and and the fact that he goes i'll take care of him i know malcolm is the best person in this show i know second he's to jessica like, but i love him so much no i, I he's the best i mean like That's fair. just I feel like just, like, ethically, morally, like, I don't know, all around, he's, like, the best person in the show. Clearly, I always come back to Jessica Jones for Jessica Jones, but, Mm. like, Malcolm's the best person in the show, you know? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and he was, he's genuinely such a nice person. He really, he really cares about Jessica, and in her own unable-to-show-it way, she does care about him. So whenever, that scene of just, like, yeah, when he was just cleaning up her brother's ashes, and she finally opened up to him a little bit about Philip, he was like, he would have been your age. And I was just like, oh, God. This is it awful. just makes it so much worse. Yeah. So when her mom, again, she's not a great person or obviously a great mother. Um, 
But she is very much like Jessica. Anyways, uh, she when she grabbed the baggie and she just dumped it down the toilet, so I was just like, hey, that's... Yeah, That's rude. Phillip. Come on. That's your son. I know. Because, like, yeah, the dad and the son's ashes are real. It was her mom. Yeah, it was just all, like... That was the other thing that, like, was shitty about Trish, is that she brought her the ashes specifically to be like, I'm mm-hmm. manipulating you into doing this with me. Mm-hmm. So that you like will want to investigate even though she's like doesn't want to investigate she doesn't want to know anything about it Mm -hmm. she's just trying to like live her life and deal with it and then at some point i think it was when when trish is like still high or she'd taken it for the first time something no i think i think it was like towards the end um i think she had just found out about her mom and you know Mm. she was like strapped to the chair when she when the, the the stupid scientist man who was like in love with her mom yeah um was like uh okay fine answer the phone and she was like no one's here like investigation over we're done like done like dead end um so then like she's back at the apartment trish finds her and they they're starting to have an argument and jessica's just like can i just have a normal goddamn life Mm -hmm. right can i just like not have to worry about this bullshit all the time Mm-hmm. anymore like can I just move on with my life mm-hmm. and Trish is there like what you can't move on. like what and like they have like this honest to god like argument about how I it's like all about Trish you know mm-hmm. like Trish is the one who wants to do this investigation Trish is the one who's pushed Jessica into doing it mm-hmm. Trish is the one who did all of this and like it's all because of Trish like all because Trish wants superpowers so she's trying to find out how Jessica got them so that she can get them and you don't realize that this is the truth until she's high and and her, Jessica's mom is like oh that's why you've always wanted to be Jessica mm-hmm. because you always wanted her powers so now this is what you're trying to do like that that was why I started to like dislike her I was like okay now you're just being like a crappy friend like you're always yeah. she's always thinking about like what she's not doing instead of thinking about what she has. I think mm-hmm. that was the, that's what's so frustrating about her not doing other stories and only <laughs> focusing about this stupid IGH. Not stupid, like it's yeah, yeah. understandable why she's so focused on it. But I just, like she has this huge platform. She has thousands if not millions of listeners. And yet, all she does is focus on the bullshit of like, these twenty, these like Jessica's missing twenty days, and like what's happening, and mm-hmm. yeah, people are dying, but like people are dying for other reasons too that you could also continuously be reporting on. It it was that was another reason that it was kind of sad to realize how terrible a character or not a character, terrible a person Trish was, mm-hmm. because like you like you never there was never a moment of doubt that she cared about Jessica, like their relationship was real, but that like. You just saw how ugly that jealousy was that's always been in Trish. And it's like, you you really don't want these powers. And Jessica tries to tell her and tries to get her through her head of, like, this is not glamorous. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, she thinks it's so glamorous and that it's going to, like, fix her life and make her special. But, Mm -hmm. like, it's just going to make her life more complicated. Yeah. You also, you don't get to choose your powers. It's not like if she got super strength, that would be helpful in any way. Because she seems to have the idea that she'll, like she'll 
get powers, she'll put on a suit, and she'll be, like, you know, Captain America or something. It's like, you don't get to choose these powers. <laughs> one, no one who, no one who has them wants them, unless you're the immortal Iron Fist. And two, you don't get to choose what powers you get. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I think also, like, Matt a little bit likes his powers, but, like... That's fair. But, like, different. It's a different liking, you know? Like, mm-hmm. but this isn't about Daredevil, so let's move on. You don't, yeah, you don't pick your powers, you don't have control over it, and I, this is kind of where I'm, I get annoyed that, uh, the X-Men can't be incorporated into these universes. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like if she, honest to God, just looked at the X-Men, would be like, oh no thank you. Like, Mm -hmm. some of them can do really, really cool, impressive stuff, and it's awesome, and it's amazing, Mm -hmm. and incredible, but then you see people... Like, uh, Hank, who's, you know, the beast, he's, like, big and blue, and he's very, he's very successful, but he's blue. Yeah. And people do, like, very obviously, they know he's a mutant, it's really hard to turn that off, and it Mm -hmm. really negatively affects his life. There are lots of, lots of characters that are like that. Or, like, Mm -hmm. think about, I don't remember her name, but, like, Anna Packin's character when she touched people, she, like, killed them. Oh, right. she absorbed, she, yeah, yeah. Because she absorbed their life force. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I wish that she saw, she was able to see, like, the negative effects of it more. Because mm-hmm. all she can see is, like, I'd have superpowers. And right. I can beat the crap out of people without any, like, anything. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, she, uh, uh. Yeah, she doesn't think there's consequences to having powers. Which I was also kind of surprised I know I keep bringing this up, but when they were having that fight of just like, why do you think this is special? I didn't ask for this life. I am a little bit surprised that Jessica didn't mention some of her time that she spent in Defenders of just like, I watched friends with powers die. I've I seen think they how were friends just with trying to keep suffered. it separate. I and think they were sense. just trying to keep it separate. Like, you don't want to go into Jessica Jones and be like, God, I had to watch eight episodes of the Defenders to be able to understand what's happening in this. Yeah, but I I would have appreciated at least one line to be like, a friend of mine died because of the powers. Just like people, every, Trish kind of knows that there's a body count, but she doesn't she doesn't put the consequences together. And I would have appreciated yeah. it. Just like, no, like we we die. <laughs> this yeah. happens. I mean, here's the thing. She's allowed to have her feelings about it. Yeah. But I I just at the end of the day, like the feelings that she has are so misplaced. Mm-hmm. And and they are so irrational. It's hard to like connect with her in that way because you're like, girl, like I get it. You want superpowers. I do too. I wanted to be able to like do crazy stuff like this since mm-hmm. I was a little girl, and it does not exist at all in our universe. Like, mm-hmm. but like I get that. But you gotta like take a step back. Are you really willing to die for this? Yeah. And apparently, evidently, yes. I know that scene. Whenever Jessica um, puts together what uh, what Trish is really Trish is after, doing. and she's just like, "Oh, it was never about the inhaler." <laughs> she's like, "Oh mm-hmm. God." Speaking of Malcolm's the best, I was really unhappy with how Malcolm used Trish used Malcolm. That was unfair. He was just, <sighs> yeah. And then the way Jessica just cut Malcolm out of her life like that was cold. Kind of understandable though. Like I feel like. But it, it also played a part in the whole plot of, like, you're pushing people away, you're going to end up yeah. alone, like, in yeah. that sense for Jessica. Because she had been firing Malcolm all season. It's like, you're fired, you're fired. That was just, you know, what they had, and he knew, and then, the, yeah, that last one was real. But, yeah, in that last out. moment, 
he helped Trish find the doctor to do the procedure that landed Trish in the hospital that could kill her or leave her in a coma forever. And, like, it's kind of understandable the type of reaction that Jessica has to that. It is fair. But also, he didn't realize what Trish was after. Because at the moment when it counted, she knocked him out and stuffed him in her trunk. So then that's when I'm just like, okay, come on. Yeah, I mean, I they both. He thought that he they were gonna like bring him in and like mm-hmm. call the police and arrest him and mm-hmm. get him like in prison. And Trish was like, "Not nah, that's not what my plan was, not at all." So I do feel I feel bad for how Malcolm is used this whole season because he's yeah. turning into a pretty good PI, and I like yeah, I liked that. And I completely understand his move to go to the dickhead terrible shot at Jessica. The terrible other I got. I was so excited. Hey, Asian Watch. <laughs> I know Asian Watch. We have another one. His name's Price. Bryce. Yeah. Something stupid. He's um, Price. It's Price. Like Price Chang. And I got excited when I saw him, and then he opened his mouth, and I was just like, "Oh God, damn it!" <laughs> However, him Man. speaking led to the best part of, like, best line Jessica says. Oh, how very rapey of you. Yeah, because that he's was like, so I don't fantastic. Take- because he says something along the lines of, like, I don't take no for an answer, or I always get what I want. And yeah, that's, that was a good one. And she says, oh, how very rapey of you. Yeah. And I loved that. I was surprised. I feel like that's what people should say to that from now on. Yeah, that's valid. I, he stuck around, and he kind of became more, like, he wouldn't go away. And I was just like, okay, I'm over you. <laughs> yeah, he became a nuisance, but in the same way that most straight guys become a nuisance. Mm-hmm. He was also, he said, I was going like, to say straight white guy, but he's not white. But no. like, he kind of has that energy of a straight white guy, you know? Yeah, he truly does. He's, he's, yeah, he's white guy energy. He's got that, he's got that energy. Yeah. You know, I didn't like it. I didn't I know. like it at all. I know. I was excited to see him because I was just like, hey, POC Asian man. And then it's like, oh, you're awful. Well, you're still POC Asian man, and you're playing someone awful. So, like, duality of character. Going back to rooting for Jessica. Um, There was also (laughs) another scene of... She has, like, you know, a a thing with her superintendent. And you knew that they were going to get together immediately. But he was uh, too much of, like, a jerk in the beginning. And for, like... It was, like, twice in one episode, two, like, straight, good-looking POC man just took really low blows at Jessica. And I was like, what? What's happening this season? Why is this? What? Yeah, but I liked him. You know, like he had a saving mm-hmm. grace. I understood all of his motivations. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Once all of his motivations were yeah. the crux of I just don't want to lose my kid, and mm-hmm. you could cause that. So totally understandable, seeing as uh, the last person who lived above her died mm-hmm. because Kilgrave killed him. Oh, for having a crush on her. Wait, I want to get into. I re- I was really surprised, and I really enjoyed seeing Kilgrave again. I was when I was saying Ooh, like I love that episode. Whoever directed that episode, um, she did a really good job. That was an amazing episode. The second you yeah. see Kilgrave, you're like, because oh! I love David Tennant. He's so good as Kilgrave. He really is so good as Kilgrave, mm-hmm. and I feel like the thing that I really like about that episode the most is the fact that he's not forgotten. You know, like, it's not like, oh, Jessica killed Kilgrave, and now, like, I hate I hate having to say kill and Kilgrave at the same time. Whatever, Jessica killed him, snapped his neck, and it's like, it's not, oh, that's all over and done with, she's completely moved on from that, you know? Yeah, obviously, That's not it, yeah. she's still, well, 
obviously to us maybe yeah but like when you don't put it in a show like Mm. if it's not overt then it might as well have not happened you know Mm. so it was nice to see that like he's still haunting her in a realistic way like it's not it's no longer something she thinks about every day all the time Mm -hmm. but it can still affect her it's yeah, it's always that terrible ghost. Uh, Jennifer Lynch was the, I believe, the director for that episode. So good job. Well, Jennifer I Lynch. love her because she did a great job. Like from literally the moment when you see him like clapping just from behind, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. like you're like, oh no. Yeah, because it's, it's the first time she really. Uh, it's the second time she kills somebody, and this one was self defense, and this one was a little bit of a side plot, but they had to, you know, do that. And you see her, like, very efficiently getting rid of the body, getting rid of evidence, setting up a story, things like that. And it is self-defense, because, but she broke it into his self-defense, home. It is self-defense, yeah, but she broke into his home, so... He was a violent killer to begin with, so on and so forth. But, like, it was her first... Well, I still wish I knew more about that. The creepy security guard? Well, yeah, because, okay, so this creepy security guard has all of these, like, prison... Tags. tags of numbers that were on these prisoners uniforms so clearly they're souvenirs from his kills mm-hmm. but i was wondering if they actually committed suicide and that was like his point like driving them to suicide oh. or if he killed them and staged them as suicide i'm like wondering what actually happened there but we'll never know i think he actually killed them i don't know there was a lot of blood on some of those tags anyways yeah but you don't um, know how they died yeah so yeah it's hard to it kill was, yourself it was one prison. of those things of like self-defense he was a terrible person so he deserved it and like that's what Kilgrave is kind of telling her in her own head but you see her going through the things of you know a normal human well because she doesn't want to be a killer like she doesn't nobody even wants to kill in self-defense like it happens but that still messes with you yeah and like she's still even messed up about how she killed Kilgrave and she had that was another thing of like terrible person she he had to be stopped and don't even get us started on how she killed Reva right and then she's also dealing with the whole thing of like my mom is a killer is this what IGH made us so on and so forth so I thought that was that whole episode was really good because um you really called into question of like you just saw Jessica dealing with it and I thought it was acted very well written and directed very well Kristen Ritter is honestly such an incredible actress. And mm-hmm. I gotta say, I did not like her before Jessica Jones. What else is she in? I, n- not in a lot that I've seen her in, mm. but she usually played like the obnoxious quirky sidekick or she was, oh. in, the, she was in that show, remember? Um, uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 13 really? or something like that. Yeah, she was like the bee in the show, you know? Um, oh my god, so that's so I opposite her, of Jessica, I can't imagine that. I had seen her in stuff, and I just didn't like her. And she was in Breaking Bad, and like, oh. I it, I don't know, like, it was something, I this is going to sound so bad and like a little bit misogynistic, but it was something about her face, and like, and I just didn't, you know, like, there's something about her face that I didn't like. Uh. And there's just like... I don't know, like, the stuff that I had seen her in, I wasn't a fan. And then, so when I saw that she got casted for Jessica Jones, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Oh. But, but then I watched it and I was like, no, like, you're incredible. I love you. Like, I'm so glad that you're Jessica Jones. Like, I could never imagine anyone else being Jessica Jones. Yeah, perfect Marvel casting. They're pretty good at this. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine her as anything other than the, like, hard-talking noir detective. (laughs) Like, if I saw her do the bubbly personality, I'd be like, what's happening? 
even when she does it for like a split second for mm-hmm. whatever she's doing, like whatever investigation, you're like, Meh. Yeah, I know. There was a scene in season one when her and Luke, she does that in front of Luke, and Luke is just kind of like staring at her. Like, what did you just do? Where it's did really you funny. just go? Who yeah. are you? It was yeah. really great. Yeah, I don't, know. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was about her. Like, yeah. maybe it was just my internal, like, misogyny? I don't know. I don't know. I can see how, like, if a part... I don't know. Not saying she's not a good actress, but, like, I can kind of see how certain roles would be weird. I'd seen her in some crappy stuff. And I yeah. saw her in Breaking Bad, but like, which is a good thing, but mm. I, she died in that, too. Oh. Um, not too, but she <laughs> yeah. died in a lot of things. But, like, she died in that. With an overdose, actually. She overdosed. Oh, man. Well, Breaking Bad. Or down. no. She choked on her own vomit. Oh, damn. And Walter White sort of killed her because he saw it happening and didn't do anything to stop it because she was taking uh, Aaron Paul's character away from him. And mm. he didn't like that. Okay. Anyway. I feel like there is something specific about the mom that I wanted to talk about, but I don't remember what it is. Other than her, she's just weird. She was weird? Like you didn't like her? I mean, her? like, in a good way. You didn't like her, but you, like, felt bad for her because of Jessica. Like, you mm-hmm. were empathizing with Jessica and the relationship there, but you were never empathizing with her, mm-hmm. in a way, you know? Yeah, you um, empathized also that, like, you knew it wasn't 100% her fault. Yeah, and then also... I feel like also getting Inez's side of the story, who was a nurse that, like, <laughs> she had attacked. Yeah. Was weird, because you were like, oh, like, she's really super, like, continuously negatively affected people in this universe, and, like, eh, that's not so great. Oh, uh, I do want to very quickly just talk about Jerry Hogarth's whole arc this season. I didn't expect <sighs> that to be as serious or stick around as much as For it as did. For as long as it did, yeah. Yeah, it really was just this continuous through line. Like, some scenes I 10 seconds skipped because, like, I love Jerry. I still do. She's a great character. But it was also, like, a random... Conti- it was a random... Do you ever just watch something through? For this? No. Probably not for... I'm always, <laughs> I feel like I'm on deadline. And I'm just like, if this isn't essential... Also, Jerry got laid so much this season. So I skip sex scenes all the time. Mostly with <laughs> prostitutes... And then yeah. also with Inez. Yeah, it was a lot of lesbian sex. And I'm Which sure it was fine. done very tastefully. But I just, I skip any sex Honestly, scene. you don't really see it. Oh, really? Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, or also, but also I was at work when these scenes happened, so I would put up oh, a different yeah. tab until the scene was over. But yeah, I was, it was a good, it was a good plot, but it was kind of interesting how much time they spent on Jerry Hogarth. So I'm hoping that'll not well, be just Well, she's kind of a major character of Jessica Jones, so I mm-hmm. kind of understood why she had so much screen time, mm-hmm. especially when it came to like, yeah, that whole thing with Inez and Shane, like you kind of get... She, I mean, like, she just got diagnosed with ALS. Like, that's yeah. crappy. And yeah. the second Inez finds out, she's like, ooh, we can get, like, a huge con going here. But it's, like, the most messed up con you can possibly run. Really. It really is. And I just... You feel so bad for Jerry this season because, like, she's... Everything she's, she's going through. She's yeah. so alone. Yeah, she's not a sympathetic person, but that's they had what makes to give her ALS, a- ALS to make her sympathetic. Yeah, that's what makes it worse. As you see her going through this so alone, her wife is gone, dead, dead. Her <laughs> her uh, her affair killed her wife because it was just everything. Well, that about was her fiance so at the time. Oh yeah, 
Um, her fiance killed her ex-wife. Yeah. Before the papers were through. And that ex-fiance is currently suing her. It's a whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And because of the ALS, her partners are trying to shut her out of the company. Right. And then, honestly, like, I did feel bad for her, and I was just like, oh, no, this is terrible. But her whole speech that she gives to Jessica later of just, like, I don't have any kids. There's, I don't have any other family left. My only legacy is my name on that door, and that's not coming down. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I suddenly really care about Jerry Hogarth. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, oh, my God. Jerry's revenge? So cold. So served. She so cold. She manipulates Inez to shoot Shane. Her hands are so clean, she should be the one wearing white, not Sigourney Weaver. Jerry is a devious, devious person. Yeah. And she's so good at what she does. I, like, honestly, completely understand why she's such a good lawyer. Right? Like, I, you understood it from the second she entered the screen, but, like, mm-hmm. st- like in that moment, you were like, oh, damn. Like, yeah. that's cold. Yeah. That's really cold. Right? Also, speaking of perfect Marvel casting, I'm glad you told me that they gender-swapped uh, Jerry Hogarth, because I would be so mad if that was a man, because that actress I would, too. Such an amazing job as Jerry. But, it's like, so if good. Jerry was a man, I would hate them. You know? Like, right. But because it's a woman and, you like, you don't see women particularly in this role ever, it's, like, mm-hmm. more interesting and more dynamic. Because if I saw a man in that role, I'd be like, like, so? You're a dime a dozen. Who cares? Right. Go die in a hole. I don't care that you have ALS. Mm-hmm. But because it's Jerry Hogarth and because, like, literally the sheer fact of making her a woman... Mm-hmm. makes the character more interesting truly it truly does speaking of people getting shot though oh what Trish a transition shoots, which is why i mean I've, we don't have a lot of time left and i feel I like we need to talk about this trish shoots jessica's mom which was heartbreaking it was awful the worst part of it is that the conversation they were having was that her mom was literally like i'm turning myself in i'm going to the raft i'm not gonna make you a fugitive i'm not gonna make you a killer like i'm like, that was her only moment of rational thinking in the entire show. And Trish murders her. Yeah, it was also the only time she was able to, like, you know, really talk and connect with Jessica about, like, you know, the sins of their past. Also, there was... It was awful and because there was no way her mom was going to walk out of that situation alive. I don't think she was going and, to the raft. And even, even Jess knew that, though. Like, mm-hmm. Jess knew that she wasn't walking out of the situation alive. Her and Trish have that conversation at the yeah. end of the episode. Like, Trish is like, you knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Jess is just like, it didn't have that, to be you, though. Like, that is, that's the line it with was the her, Because it was her. That's what makes it so much harder. Mm-hmm. Because... Like your si- like the person you consider a sister, your closest friend, mm-hmm. just shot your mom. The only like blood family you had left, someone you thought had died so long ago, mm-hmm. and I completely understand why she was like, "You killed my mom, and I can only see that when I look at you." Mm-hmm. Even though said mom also killed your ex boy, not ex boyfriend, the only boyfriend that you had loved. <laughs> That was a heartbreaking episode. I, I'm sorry we don't have time to talk about that one. That was the episode I wanted to talk about. The flashback episode? When I, when I was like, I was like, I feel like there's something about the mom that I want to <laughs> talk about, but I don't remember what it is. And it was the fact that she killed Jessica's boyfriend, Sterling. Because it was a whole flashback episode. It was really good. I liked that one. It was a um, great episode. 
you find out so much about Jess, Trish, and the mom, and that how everything went down. Because you see Trish in her like height of like addiction, mm-hmm. and you see Jess pre Kilgrave, which is rare and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's like light and happy, and even like before meeting Sterling, like she's kind of like light and like breezy. In a way, mm-hmm. like, which is kind of weird to describe her because she's still <laughs> she, not that. Yeah, she's in like a, a way that she's definitely she's not, not now. She only has one trauma under her belt. She hasn't gotten to the second one. Yeah, or actually the third. Kilgrave's her third trauma. Kilgra- Kilgrave is the third because she found her boyfriend bleeding in an oh, alleyway to death, and the fact that it was her mom who did it because, and I, I don't see. Here's the discussion part though. Like, yeah. do you think he was lying when he said that he was lying to them? To the like the gangsters who were like, we're gonna use your girlfriend on this like thing. I honestly I don't know. He was too casual with them. He was too quick to like pitch Trish on his business ideas. I think he genuinely did care about Jessica. I think he did love her, but I think he also took saw an opportunity when he saw them. I feel like though, if Jess was like, no, he would have yeah. been like, okay. Like, that's fine. Okay. Or he wouldn't let her walk away. Like, if they had a fight that ended breaking up, she was gonna, she would, she would have walked away. He wouldn't have done anything beyond that, you know? Yeah. But then, like, the mom just, like, murders him, like, bashes his skull in, and then she calmly, like, goes back to IGH and is like, hi, I can't leave. I can't, I can't leave. Sorry. Yeah, because you're, you're really sympathetic with her up until that point because she's like, I just, I want to see my daughter. I haven't seen her in years, blah, blah, blah. And then you see her lose control and you're just like, oh, God. But like, really, though, I, I like, because at first, yeah. it's really crazy to see like her pre all of that. And then you see that mm-hmm. the reason why Luann, the other nurse, like died was because she's just trying to get to her, like, Jessica. Mm-hmm. Still not like, insert, like, Andy Samberg, cool motive, still murder. Like, mm-hmm. that's the crux, I feel like, the crux of the mom. Truly, it's like, yeah. you did it for love, but still it was murder. And that was always her go-to solution to literally every single problem. Oh, murder. Let's, mm-hmm. let's murder. Yeah, just take just them out of the equation. Them. And they're just like, no, 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 no. I mean, like, actually that causes more problems. I know. Because Cause then you have a missing human being. Yeah. I really needed to talk about that, though. Sterling, no. like, I feel like that was a very important plot point that we needed to touch upon. It's why, it she named her, it's why she named her investigation Alias. Because he was trying to open Club Alias. Oh, my God. It was just such a good little tie-in when you were mm-hmm. like, ah, what? Yeah. What just happened? I loved yeah. it. Such a great tie-in. But I love this show. I love this show. I literally was not going to watch it. And then I texted you, and I was like, wait. <laughs> I started watching some of it. I need to finish the season. Let's hold off on recording because I need to finish this. No, Jessica Jones season two is so good. Yeah, but I, I but in my head I was like, I feel like I've just seen this. I don't really want to rewatch oh, yeah, it. Yeah. So when I, I rewatched it and I was like, wait, no, 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 I yeah. need to keep going. So we, <laughs> yeah, you we get scheduled invested. so I could finish the season. Mm-hmm. The uh, last thing I want to say is um, I thought season three was already out. I didn't realize they just announced it for some reason. So when I went to go check after the like the few cliffhangers tidbits that they left at the end i was just like what do you mean there's no season three we just have to oh, live yeah, with this because we had just found out like i mean it's been like a couple weeks since we found out like oh jessica jones has been canceled yes but i knew in the back of my head that season three had been announced mm-hmm. like they announced it last year i knew it 
So I was like, okay, but I think we're still getting that. But I couldn't remember for sure. So I was watching the season finale and I was like, wait, 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 hold on. Right? Where, 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 where is Jessica Jones? Um, mm-hmm. Because the, the cliffhangers include Trish is, has Reflexes? Powers. Yeah. Well, clearly it's a, like she's it's getting something. powers. Malcolm has gone to work with the Asian, Asian douchebag. And Jessica reached out to the landlord. Or not the landlord, the super. Yeah, like they're to, like, together. Start something there. Yeah, they're together and she's going to try and have like a relationship with him and his son, which is massive. I think that's a huge step for Jessica. So massive for her. But still, I was like, what just happened? And mm-hmm. then I, I was like, what? What? Because I, I couldn't remember if there was a season three, so I immediately looked it up and I was like, okay, cool, season three yeah. coming out later this year. Great. Yeah, good. So does that mean only Jessica Jones and Daredevil made it to season three? Everyone else got cut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Which but they started first, you know? Yeah, like they, they started were the first early, ones yeah. to come out, so it kind of makes sense. Um, still mad. Still mad. Yeah, we'll but do a I side episode see... about the Marvel cancellations. But in the article that I read was like, hey, maybe next, uh, uh, in the next season... Trish might be the villain. I 110% believe that. I thought they were setting up Jerry to become the new villain. And then... I think they set no. up Trish. It's Trish. It's going to be Trish. The or at least some sort of like weird anti-hero type thing. Like, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're setting up some Superman, Lex Luthor type thing. Yeah. Which is going to be tragic to watch in its own way. And I don't want that. I'm going to be really sad. But I so guess. into it. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. All right. What are we talking about next week, Lily? Wow, you sound like you already know. Do you want to say it? Because I'm going to pull it up. Infinity War! (gasps) Oh my god, we're here! Next week is Infinity War. Next week is also the week that Endgame comes out, I think. I believe this is what we set this all up for. So, if you need to catch up and remember what happened in Infinity War, check out that episode when it comes out next week. Okay, y'all, we've done so much planning. We've done so much production and recording to plan this out just right. We've even so cut our... an episode. Yeah. We cut an episode about the runaways. We'll go back to it later. Well, it's fine. But yeah, we've been building up to this moment. So that you guys can have Infinity War the same week as Endgame. You can listen to us, freak out about that, and then go freak out about Endgame. But also with that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. You can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. You can check out our website, EarthsMightiestFangirls.com, and shoot us an email at EMFangirls at gmail.com. Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing Head of Schedule International.